Hey guys, we're got seven. DJ John exclusive mix. DJ John. Yo, it's Jackson Wang. You're in the mix with DJ John. Welcome to the K-pop cast. This is a special hit replay for this week as we honor Got Seven's legacy by sharing our ultimate Got Seven hit replays. I'm your DJ host, DJ Peter Lowe, and for this special episode, I am joined by Ashley Griffin. Welcome, Ashley. Hey guys, thank you so much. Thank you, thank you. And joining us once again is freelance music journalist Alexis o- Alexis Odoyan. Alexis Odoyan. Thank you for oh, yeah. inviting oh, me. No! And oh, once again butchering my name, but it's, <laughs> it's fine. Let's just let's just keep it going. Let's just it it's happen. just the thing now. Just, this is this is the thing. <laughs> yeah, it's totally fine. One day, Peter. One day. And of course, that other voice you're hearing is none other than PVNim. Michaela. Yes, hello everybody. And we've got four people on this episode as we talk about seven songs from Got Seven. Four of us, three listener highlights. We've got seven songs to go through, and I'll show myself out the door. I'm sorry. Yeah, I, 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 I see what you did. <laughs> <laughs> right? No, we've. I, you haven't heard? Got Seven has left their company. This is kind of a bit of a, a retrospective episode to go over the the icons that they are. So I have to ask our, our call here, what makes, what is so special about GOT7? What makes them so notable and iconic? Oh, for me, um, hey y'all, Ashley here, better known as most high fans <laughs> today, CG. For me, what made GOT7 so dynamic, although they are not the first group to have international members, most mm-hmm. certainly not the last either, uh, it was the energy that the men brought to the table together from their international members, Ameritai Kwong line, and how that incorporated so much energy and unexpected excitement for the group as a whole. And I'm going to miss that collective experience. Yeah, I think that I've been thinking about this all day. Like, I don't know why it's just been... I mean, I guess I know why. And it's the anniversary today, Now that right now that we're recording this so it's weighing heavily on my on my mind and i was just thinking about how they were really successful at portraying their their performance persona Mm -hmm. and it was like the same as who they were off stage Mm -hmm. like i'm not like i'm not i'm not gonna say that i know who they are that you know that (laughs) what we see on screen is 100 what they were but i feel Mm -hmm. like that playfulness that we saw from the members on social media or on their variety shows it, that was the person that we saw when they were performing and i think that especially in k-pop you have all of these like oh like you know they're this person on stage and they're this person on on social media and that just wasn't got seven got seven was just like these really playful funny goofy people and that's what they were in their music as a group and on and off the stage and once the cameras were rolling and I thought that that was kind of refreshing you know like you'll see on on Twitter nowadays that you're like oh how are are these the same person you'll never see that with GOT7 (laughs) because they were consistently always the same person and I think we hadn't seen that in a while you and I talked about this in another in a previous talk Peter that we were saying that um that we haven't seen 
like the how idols successfully have been portraying like their personality since like Big Bang that we <laughs> could identify who yeah. they were just right. based on individuals yep. and I think and I'm not saying that they caught up to Big Bang in that regard but I think that you know when you think Jackson you think something and when you think JB you think another thing you know and mm-hmm. I think that that's what we'll remember got seven yeah for you know what what's really seems out to me about got seven is actually the production the creative liberty each of the members have had over creating their own music in, in got seven i might even argue sometimes to the detriment of a co- consistent cohesive brand all the time i think a lot of that reform mm. and experimentation has meant that got seven has has gone through a lot of different concepts Mm-hmm. and sound changes as a group uh, for as much as we love to like hate on JYP and, and make fun of him he's really fun to make fun of but he did grant the members uh, at least that degree of artistic freedom yeah for sure and I think I don't um, I think it's really cool how you know GOT7 debuted at this really pivotal time in K-pop where you started seeing like the producing idols and that wasn't necessarily mm-hmm. them and they grew into that role and I think that a lot of that I don't want to say disconnect but I think that a lot of that experimentation and just like of you know <laughs> their singles never sounded like the, the the previous one I think that or or even their b-sides because they mostly took part in their b-sides but i think that they were learning as they went you know mm-hmm. and i thought that was kind of refreshing like sometimes it was a hit so it was a miss but you know we go back to personality like they sold it yep. there's a bunch of god seven songs that i'm like Ooh. but if you play it i'll be like <laughs> feels right. like shopping mom <laughs> <laughs> A hit. How about you, Michaela? Yeah, I don't, I don't, you guys have really kind of hit all the points that I was thinking about. I think the only other thing I could add is going back to the idea of them having, you know, those so many four members in their group. And like you said, Ashley, they weren't the first to do it, but mm-hmm. they were definitely in the top tier of, of being the most effective with that mm. I mean because you could have forward members in a group and that group not be popular popular in the country that that member is from but mm. GOT7 is is like exceptionally popular all around the world especially in the countries where the members are from in Thailand and America and China like I, I think that that's really one of the things that has made them so iconic is just their ability to grow their global fan base and again because they are so genuine the each country is able to to see that side of that member and and relate to them and relate to their experience even more agreed well i'm glad we put all that on the record forgot seven <laughs> right onto our hit replay so if you're new to this show this uh, this this podcast hit replays are songs we recommend that you all listen to on repeat or replay for the week and uh, because this is a got seven themed episode we're only doing songs from the got seven d- discography so ashley tell us what your ultimate 
Got 7 replay is. My ultimate Got 7 replay is from the debut album. Yeah. It's from Got It, January 20th, 2014. It's the fifth track on the album, Like Oh. They had absolutely no contributing energy to writing or production. It was done by a gentleman who's in Sweden and a great producer and songwriter right there in Korea, but they made an amazing song for the guys that allowed them to finally show their unique colors. At that time, that debut, all we knew was them jumping around and talking about girls, 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 and follow me. But with that song, it was a a pop ballad for them that worked so well. You could really hear their vocal line, as well as the capacity of what the rap line could eventually do in terms Mm. of singing. Good hit replay. I I'm just looking at our list and but like we're pulling out the under recognized, under realized <laughs> gems yep. in their mm-hmm. discography. As we should. Um, <laughs> I'm so glad that Ashley talked about like oh because my hit replay is also an an old one. It's from right. I think it was a repackage, and I'm so glad we're here putting respect <laughs> on the flight log era. Uh, everything before that I mean because some fans want to act like nothing before that exists and it's like <laughs> oh really so gems in the first like three albums I love them mm. and my my hit replay is actually girl magnetic uh, I think that's the, the the English name of the yeah, of the song I like that song too <laughs> it's the most adorable thing um I think that I mean similarly to like oh God seven had nothing to do with the song but I but strangely enough I think that it perfectly captures that other side of God seven because God seven on their on their title tracks we always see like the energetic the intricate choreography mm-hmm. and then there's this other side that is just like who they are off stage which is goofy and playful and I think that Girl Magnetic like sure it was supposed to be like their cute song but even mm-hmm. if you just watch the dance practice like they're goofballs right. they're, they're idiots <laughs> so <laughs> and I think that it set the precedent for that you know like niche of got seven songs you know you're a teenager you're your page you're thursday you know like that playful thing and i remember that before fly and everything i used to say that got seven songs sounded like hip-hop made with like play like play instruments like toy instruments (laughs) oh that's a good (laughs) analogy that's perfect and this is it like that's it it's hip-hop made with like toy instruments and it's so adorable and it's just like i don't know there's just something about this song that just warms my heart and i love it and all these years i mean it was released in 2014 and it's still my favorite song mm-hmm. right going back to the dance practice as i was I'm going back to the song and watching the dance practice from the video and seeing how young they were yeah exactly was- yeah because even jb was like 20 or something so the younger ones were still teenagers so Mm. it was just like the most adorable thing in the world still is would have wanted a goodbye stage with that song but okay (laughs) 
this episode i was re-watching all of their discography and it was really fun actually going back to their very early stuff and just seeing all the different like experiments jyp was taking with this group he wasn't it didn't seem like the company was quite sure like okay do we want them to be like more of an ego boy group do we want mm-hmm. them to be more hip-hop deviant dark counterculture they were kind of like <laughs> flitting around all over the place it was also kind of fun seeing it twice in all the early music videos, too. <laughs> Trying to see what's stuck. But that's the cool thing, that if you see it at face value, like, nothing makes sense. Mm-hmm. But, <laughs> you know, as Aga says, and, you know, like, quote-unquote, knowing them, it all yeah. makes sense. Because, you know, hint that Ashley, they're, they're multifaceted. <laughs> <laughs> hey! That's my voice. <laughs> there it is. Right, Peter. So after going through their discography, what was your ultimate hit replay from God7? I'm surprised none of our listeners picked this one out. Right, huh? You know, don't get me wrong. There are many songs I love in God7's discography, as we all do. But the one that is the most iconic and memorable, and the song that most embraces the zeitgeist and magic and spirit and essence of K-pop itself, <laughs> it's just right. Got Seven's just right, and you know I, I know Got Seven like they themselves hate the song. <laughs> they do, but like that—that's also a big part of K-pop. <laughs> yeah, hating the songs that you have to perform sometimes. But well, the reason why I, I pick it for all those reasons is also as a as a K-pop teacher. Whenever I had a gig and I play this song, everyone knows this choreography. Yeah, Fly and If You Do are also really popular hits too for, for dance choreography. But this one is like easier. Everyone can do it. And it, it's a very like let loose you don't have to be cool let's be goofy and the message of the song itself is about like you know hey you're special you know don't don't uh don't feel like you have to fall into these other pressures um you're great just as you are that's right like that this is your pick because going back to what we were talking about in the beginning i think that this is like the perfect even though you know god seven quickly aged out of this song and the choreography and everything but i think that (laughs) it just speaks to that 
what what you were saying about them not really always taking themselves super seriously there was a, there's like this kind of familiarity with the members and i think that that's what we see with songs like just right that it's like even when they perform it now like they don't even like they don't even do the choreography they're just like goofing around on stage and they'll yeah. do some of the choreography but but yeah but they do it because they're like this is dumb we're dumb let's just <laughs> yeah. have a ball it, it's got that very unique like kitschy appeal for for the music video itself like just how it's this very unique k-pop fantasy and color palette right and and like resizing them as these like miniature human yeah. beings um and by the way it looks like i actually stand corrected listener it's just me underscore hp uh this was also their pick and they wrote just right every single time i hear it i have to dance and sing it's illegal not to yes it is it's actually um you know you can get fined for not singing and dancing this, this song in a few countries and states so be careful when you play this yeah there there's a reason it's their most viewed music video It, it's it's so catchy it's so fun and i feel like it came out like 2015 was an interesting year for k-pop because i feel like it was one of those again years that a lot more people came into k-pop and i feel like it was there was kind of a few different waves and one of them like was this wave of people that got into it because they saw this got seven music video and then there were other people that came into it because they saw like bts and the i need you and all of that so This is one of those like very iconic music videos, not just for GOT7, but also for K-pop, for K-pop. fandom in general, because it's it's really important for what built the fandom as it is today. Yeah. Sorry, not to draw out this conversation too long. Maybe one last comment for me on this. But mm-hmm. uh, when when we talk about introducing your friends and family to K-pop, and, and Alexis, I know we've been talking about just this topic, but um, I like to introduce to... Uh, possible K-pop fans, prospective K-pop fan listeners, a WTF song. Something that's like really <laughs> left field, really weird, just to get people talking and, and spark controversy. This is kind of one of them, because it's like, what? What? What the heck? Yeah. <laughs> What's going on? <laughs> uh, okay, Michaela, last but right. certainly not least, PDM, tell us what mm-hmm. your GOT7 ultimate pick is. Well, my ultimate GOT7 hit replay has to be Teenager. And uh, another listener also agrees with me. The uh, listener at Joe underscore Aniha on Twitter. And to kind of paraphrase what they said and kind of... Because they they also have like the similar points that I agree with. This is a song that really shows GOT7's color. And also is one of those songs where every voice and every member is really highlighted perfectly and in a way that's really balanced because you know with k-pop we talk about you know songs that can sound like super frankenstein-y and have like parts that go off in different directions and that's kind of one of those things reasons why not every got seven song is my favorite because you know sometimes you got the rappers doing the rap thing and then all of a sudden it's like an edm pop ballad but this is one of those songs where got seven is kind of consistently got seven and in the best way i want to jump in there because you mentioned something about how the songs can kind of go any and everywhere yeah, and that's, that's not a bad thing i, I like that but yeah 
yeah. how it works is the ones that jump around the most are underrated and someone shared their comment Lily Kathleen she said Seesaw is her song and she said she thinks it's widely underrated and it kind of reminds me of 90s R&B their vocals are so beautiful and their lyrics make my heart flutter it's a perfect blend of everything I love those moments in their songs that kind of just go left out of nowhere right. those seem to be the ones that people gravitate to the most as their personal faves yeah I'm thinking about all the so, so ones who like I got a boy but I'm not gonna I'm gonna try not to judge them too much but uh, this, this song it's got something teenager what I love about it Michaela is just the chorus and, and Jackson Wang coming in uh, on the first lyrics for the first uh, chorus it, it's like it's it's episodic yeah you make me think you make me think you the we are so young you make me think you make me think you the we are so young it's like if I am in the middle of a DJ set and you're like you've got all these banger clangers and you need to interrupt that you interrupt it with a chorus like like teenager by got seven it's like it's like it's an anthem. It's a moment where everyone like stops and breathes, and then they lift their lighters up. Or if you're a millennial, you lift your phone up and you turn on the LED light, and then everyone puts their lights their their phone lights up in the crowd. It's that kind of song. And it's the quintessential GOT7 song. Like if you were to ask me, like, what song like encapsulates GOT7's essence? It's Teenager. Like mm. it's the grown up A, and Wow, it's, you're right. I never thought it. of it that way, but that makes so much <laughs> sense. Right? Like, it's just, it's them. Like, it's it's not the, it, you know, getting sentimental and getting, like, a little, the little fan. Like, it's the, it's like the God 7 that the fans know. Hmm. All right, well, that wraps it up for our ultimate hit replays for God 7 um, before we turn it over to our listeners, I, I want to talk more to both you, Ashley and Alexis. Um, what do you guys think is is up next for, for GOT7? We we heard from Mark who said, hey guys, you know, this is not the end. It's just the beginning. So right. what, what what do you take New that chapter. each to mean? You want to go first, Alexis? <laughs> um, no, because they announced that they were signing on my birthday, so I'm still not over that. So. Oh no! <laughs> so you go ahead first. Uh, on my podcast episode today, I finally let loose this rant I've been holding on to since 2018 about mm. the trajectory of what I saw was happening for the guys. At this point, I believe we'll get a collective album from them later in this year 
once they're established at their other labels but i'm so eager for production freedom i have mm -hmm. said the controversial thing multiple times that they have not made a new album sound wise since seven for seven in 2017 and mm. there's a little bit of monotony and redundancy to what my boys were bringing to the table and it's not a reflection of their full capacity because if we want to talk about full capacity we can talk about 2019's mirrors and how Jackson had his hand on every single aspect of that and it sounds nothing like the work that he did underneath GOT7 and under JYP. So I'm interested in seeing how they flex their individual muscles, but I'm hoping by September, October, the absolute latest, that they're able to give us one album that shows the colors of who they are in this chapter. Mm -hmm. I think that it wasn't a surprise for anyone who's been paying attention for the last like three years. Right. Um, I feel like no. it was like this under something that all Agassiz knew that it's like it's gonna yeah, like that, the, it's that's just the interesting thing about this is like the fandom isn't all crying. They're like they're they're excited about this kind of yeah. newer fans are newer fans yeah, are newer fans hurt. are and I'm like they didn't disband. They just left. <laughs> so newer ones are hurting quite a bit. Mm. Yeah. I mean, I I was sad, but I was sad. Be just because like I don't know I'm a Capricorn I, I hate change <laughs> so just the fact of like that we are not ever gonna have what we had before like that upset me oh, yeah. but but you but at the like you're we can feel two things at the same time like I was sad but I was also happy for them because I know that I mean I know that they were frustrated creatively I know that they, if they're not in JYP, they're probably, you know, like, bloom or whatever. And it's obviously what they want, so how can you be upset about that? But the sadness is not because they left JYP. The sadness is just because, you know, the lives, the hard carry. Like, we're just not going to have that anymore. And I'm not saying, like, oh, I don't want it to end, but it's just like... You know, it's it's a more. I'm mourning. I'm mourning that <laughs> it's a, an end of a chapter, but it's fine. Moving mm. forward, I am excited. What's gonna happen? I think it threw me completely like out of the loop when they announced that Jugium was joining AMG. Like all I never, right. <laughs> I never saw it coming, but it makes all the sense. Like all it just, the sense. <laughs> I was I read like I had to like go into Omess's Twitter and I'm like this isn't one of those like fake accounts. Like is this real? Like AOMG. <laughs> and then when I realized that it was and I was like I guess it, yeah, okay, it makes sense, but it was just like like it came out of nowhere for me. The I mean, we knew Yin Young wanted to act. He doesn't want to be doing all the stupid shit that God Seven does. <laughs> I say that endearingly. Yeah. But um, yeah, I'm excited. I mean, Mark's gonna be a YouTuber, I guess. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. I'm excited about JP, obviously. But um, yeah. On the note of being a YouTuber, like so many subscribers for absolutely zero videos. <laughs> <laughs> Me included. Me included. That's a flex. You've got nothing but your name and you already have a play button and I've been on that bad boy for over eight years and can't get one. So like, do you boo-boo? I am excited. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, when I look at, at uh, GOT7, you know, where they've been and where they're heading next, 
I look at GOT7, the group, as like an incubator. Like, mm-hmm. it was a chance for them to experiment, make connections, learn a bit. And now they're going to go off and be free, spread their wings, do their thing. And, uh, I don't know, maybe I get in trouble for saying this well the 2PM fans, but like, J-Bum Park, man. <laughs> J-Park, like, he went off to do some great things and excited, you know, for, for Yugum and, and J-Park to, to produce some magic. <laughs> I am really looking forward to that Yugum song produced by Grey. Like, my oh. mind is just... I want to know. <laughs> okay, so it, it almost made my pick, but you know the song Poison? What, what, was it called Poison? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Poison. Uh, like, that feels like, oh man, if we can head in more of that direction for, for like, AMG GOT7, like, that that would be really fun, sexy stuff to hear. So you, so you just what? want you just want all of them to sign to AMG, <laughs> basically? <laughs> well, like, maybe Jackson Wang, I think he, he legit needs to do his own thing, but... Mm. Sorry, Jackson Wang is my bias out of the group. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Mikhail? Do you have uh, any predictions for, for GOT7? I, I I don't know. I, I, I'm not as much of an Agase as, as other people on the call. But uh, I don't know. Because it, it feels like this is also a great opportunity for uh, the Korean members to also get military service out of the way. Mm. Or I don't know. That might be... That might be a, a bad prediction but I feel like you know either the end of this year or maybe next year you know once they've kind of figured out you know they've established what agency or what label they're going to sign to and like where they're going to move on from I feel like that's something that's important for them to do if they want to continue on their careers mm-hmm. that's a good point I don't know maybe I don't know maybe that's the wrong thing for them to do since again they're They've left the the comfort of their their old label. It's not the wrong thing age-wise. I mean, JB's 27 at this point. It would hurt like hell if we get the announcement that that's coming within these yeah. next two to three weeks. Now, Although, been, to be honest I've with been Corona, fine for years, but with that, I'm gonna be hurt. I'm gonna be real. Hurt. <laughs> <laughs> Although, honestly, with Corona, I would much rather like we just get it over with. Now that we oh. can't have shows, we can't have anything. No! And just, like, exactly. Right, because it's there's not much that they can do music wise, entertainment wise, performance wise. Drop a mixtape, then dip <laughs> to the military. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, before we spotlight our three picks for the hit replays of this episode, we want to read through some other notable comments from our listeners. So I'll read the first one here. Dina chimes in saying. Mm-hmm. I, our girl Dina. Our girl Dina, who tweeted at us saying, I came to know of Got Seven pretty late in the game, so I'm only familiar with their songs from the last two years. My hit replay is Not By The Moon. I love the vocals in the chorus. My next choice would be Eclipse because of the lyrics and unique choreography. Interesting. And then from Instagram, at D underscore list underscore podcast, said look and that was my first time i discovered got seven through a youtube recommendation i love the songs pop and r&b feel and it's still my favorite song till this day plus the choreography is lit and i completely agree it's an amazing song 
We also have one from Not Your Average Netizens K-pop uh, podcast, and they said Aura. The production never misses for me. Jackson is rap singing. Their voices are so melodic in the chorus, and it's a sexy song. Smooth vocals yeah. all over this track. Yeah, plus one for Jackson. Jackson White. Yeah. Yeah. And then at the Mandarin Mama said, if you do, minus the girl part. And then DJ Peter Lowe <laughs> replied, and why, Virginia? Smiley face. And she replied, look, I never said I was good at following direction. But also, because it's my favorite genre, angst, he's upset she keeps <laughs> manipulating him and hurting him. And honestly, I just like the sound of it. That hook captures the feeling of despair and yearning so perfect. Yeah, yeah, and it had really good dancing choreography. It was a notable uh, choreographed song. All right, mm-hmm. so with, with that, now it's our final three songs that we actually really want to highlight for our seven songs from Got Seven <laughs> that we got. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. So unfortunately, Stephanie couldn't join us for this episode, but she shared with us that Good Tonight <coughs> is her OG hit replay that yes! everybody needs to know. Right yes! from the jump, the energy in the song makes you want to move and it keeps building and building until it wears you out. I really like the playful swag attitude here as well. Jam. So could not agree more. Thank you so much, Stephanie, for picking this song. I was so sad that we didn't get to talk about it before, but now we are. So, good to be We got someone who actually sent in a voice memo. So uh, kudos to uh, Agassi Caro. Caro. Who, who sent in this, this <laughs> audio clip. So let's all give it a listen. Hello, K-pop cast team. This is Carol from France, or Agassi Caro on Twitter. I chose to got seven songs. The first is Around the World. I've been a fan of K-pop since 2016. Yes, I am new in the field and I started to follow God 7 because of Around the World. The second is You Are from my favorite album, Seven for Seven, uh, yes. because JB composed a song. They filmed the video in Hong Kong. It was the year when Jackson started his solo activities. For I Got Sevens, this song is the best symbol of their friendships and a gathering after a break. Uh, I like each part. The intro, the melody, and the powerful chorus. It was so great when they sang it um, during the concert, live. It was one of my best memories. Thank you so much, K-pop cast team, and have a nice day. Thank you, Carol. Oh, I, I unfortunately was never able to experience God 7 in concert, but I'm happy you shared that memory with us. I, one of the most legendary moments of my life. Three were all their concerts doing mm. press for them in Chicago the first time they came to the States being in the VVIP area of KCON and literally boogieing with Mark wow. <laughs> and going to the concert in 2018 in Seoul and it was it was three over three hours like I just Oof. 
for the life of me. I mean, I've been to a lot of concerts at this point, but nothing can replace the energy of those experiences for me as I got seven. Nothing. Thank you. I've said this to everyone who will... (laughs) listen to me i'm like you know what i've probably seen tell me a a k-pop group i've seen them in concert and just like the like not not necessarily the performance like the choreography but just like that interaction with the crowd and that reciprocity it's unmatched no one can do that like god seven like that connection that they have with their with their public with their fans like i have never seen that and they they're just always on. And mm-hmm. if you go to a GOT7 show, you're going to get a good-ass show. And, you know, I've been to more GOT7 shows that I can count. And <laughs> I'm really fortunate. And, you know, I think that's one of the memories that I take with myself. That it's like, I these seven years, I enjoyed them to the fullest. So that's helping me being able to like let go of this phase that it's like, okay, like we we can move on. Like what's next? I'm I'm just imagining Alexis going up to someone on the street, just grabbing them by the arms and shaking them and just saying exactly all that. (laughs) (laughs) Almost, almost. It's a beautiful sky. That is such a cool story you shared with us, Ashley. Do you have any other, like, really cool BTS, I mean, behind-the-scenes stories in working with with GOT7? They would have been my first celebrity interview, and I had been pursuing it very, very aggressively, and it ended up getting passed to some of my peers. And it was just awesome to hear their back end on it. But that's that's the last echelon of what I need to accomplish with them as as a... supporter of them. I was all on Korean TV talking about them. I've covered their press here. Much the same, I'm sure Alexis has as well. Um, There's not very much that JYP, the actual company, wasn't aware of that I was doing in their early years before they had a fandom name. Um, As well as the members individually. Bam Bam had a moment in their Chicago concert during the high touch and I went through and said what I needed to say to all the guys and I get to him and he cuts me off and he's like hey I know you from YouTube and my soul left my body because um, I was embarrassed I was absolutely embarrassed but I've been able to have some type of moment visibly on video on my YouTube channel as reference or in reflections mm. of where they've been and where I've traveled to see them where they know who I was so it was a very awesome thing and they don't owe me anything whatsoever I'm just like any other fan who was excited to support them but those things mattered a lot to me this was the first group I was with before they were even announced to debut I was with them with Win TV and mm. following Jackson wherever he was going so <laughs> <laughs> it's just awesome to see people you appreciate and value that much grow up right in front of your eyes and I grew up right along with them based on being an online content creator. So it's great memories. It really is. I have a story for the Jackson fans in the call. Oh, that that's me. That's me. I'm I'm one of them. Yes. Go ahead. (laughs) I know Ashley is too. Jackson and JB. So I actually got the opportunity to to interview them. And but it was in a very stressful environment, which is CakeOn. So (laughs) 
So I'll just stick to the to the cute parts. There was a point where I was just like struggling with like KCON and JYP over different things, and I was and as I had the the group sitting in front of me, and out of nowhere Jackson stands up, takes off the jacket off his back, and puts it in my lap. And everyone started laughing and being just like, you know, like, oh, this guy. And he's like, oh. and I'm like, and I clearly didn't know how to act. I was like, oh, thank you. It's like, <laughs> it's like oh, thank you. And then the interview ends and everything, and we leave. And I think I've never talked about this because it is one of those cringy moments that I wish I could take back, but I'm going to share it. <laughs> Because you guys are my friends. An exclusive. Yes, K-pop cast it's exclusive. It's an exclusive. <laughs> so I go up to Jackson, right? And I mm-hmm. want to thank him properly for mm-hmm. lending me his jacket and like, I don't know, protecting my honor or something. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, thank you so much. In my head, I wanted to say, you're so nice. Oh, no. But what came out was, you're so cute. Well, you know. (laughs) And he just stared back at me like, like, did you just say that? And I was just like, (laughs) I laughed it off and I left. I was just like, I'm never going to recover of that. Oh my God. But that's something that lives with me that I know that he, like, it just like went out of his mind the moment it happened. But it haunts me at night. It does. He doesn't process it when you tell him that you're his bias or anything. He just looks at you like, Okay. As it should be, you know. <laughs> but wow. yeah, that's that's my that's my Jackson story. Okay, I well I'm I'm gonna call you both back when, when we do another Jackson Wang episode because this is uh, I don't know if you know, but this is this show, this podcast is gonna become the Jen Soyan and Jackson Wang podcast. In the not too distant wait, future, wait, you know. Wait, what? <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> She's like, um, HR. Like, like, PDM is like, wait, when, when did we agree to this, Peter? Yeah, no. <laughs> um, okay. So, anyway, moving on to our very last uh, hit replay. We chose just because we, we love this answer. So, this mm. comes from uh, Mehdi or Mehdi. I'm not sure. Underscore. M-I-M-E-I-D-I-T underscore. Who tweeted at us saying, Choosing an ultimate replay is tough for me because my preferences are always changing, and I see myself attached to different songs depending on the moment. However, for now, I'd like to choose Thank You. And the main reason is because of its lyrics. For me, it is a 10 out of 10 fan song because it perfectly represents our friendship with GOT7. The song talks about how GOT7 and Augusta give straight to each other. And I think it's great that we could fight with JYPE until the very end because of that. So thank you for that comment. Thank you, Got7. 
Thank you, Jackson. Thank you to our guests for this episode, Ashley and Alexis. I I think this is really fun to to have you both on uh, to to talk about our boys of GOT7. Um, Before we wrap this up and we we say goodbye until next time, where can our listeners find you each on Twitter and also like share like, hey, what's going on? What what is it that you want to promote or plug or share with our listeners? Yeah, sure. Uh, You can find me less on YouTube these days and more on the podcast Airwaves with Multifaceted ACG Presents an Album a Day. Uh, I am going through 30 years of Korean pop idol music, group by group, album by album. So I have transitioned from being your YouTube commentator to your favorite foreign Korean music historian, exploring all the industry from A to Z. You can find me on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Multifaceted ACG. That's M-U-L-T-I-F-A-C-E-T-E-D-A-C-G. It's a big undertaking, Ashley. <laughs> yeah, thank, thank you. I thank you for loving it. it. Loving it, but hating the editing. <laughs> yes. I, I can relate to that. Yes. Mm-hmm. And how about you, Alexis? Well, you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at H-O-E underscore D-O-Y-A-N. Um, I'm doing a lot less writing these days but hopefully that'll pick up soon i'm also working on stuff that i can't really talk about because i'm under contract oh wow no big deal (laughs) no big deal (laughs) but let's just say that you guys are gonna have some competition (laughs) and we'll leave it at that you can find me at michaela jk pop on twitter I'm at DJ Peter Lowe, and you can find all of us at the K-Pop Cast on Twitter. And don't forget, if you want to get to know us better, you can come make some new friends. You can join us in the K-Pop Cast Slack. There's a link to our Slack in, in the description of this episode. And Alexis, wh- whatever it is that you're doing to create competition, I'm sure all the listeners will listen to all the podcasts. So. <laughs> it's, it's good to know you're a, rising so, you're tide a good loser. Lifts all boats, so... I'm sure I'll be a fan of whatever it is that you do next. And don't forget to rate, review, subscribe, and share this episode online with all your friends, Agassiz, people who need to know about GOT7. AKA everyone. AKA strangers on the street. (laughs) As those likes they shared with us. Just support got